When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chat of the Wild is a part of the Greenlit Podcast Network. To find out more information, as well as other great shows, go to greenlitpodcast.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Chat of the Wild. Guiding. There we go. So, in our last episode, uh, we escaped this evil dark menace that was threatening the town that we are living in. Yeah, yeah, because we have a bed there. We had a bed in that town. Yeah, okay. in which we were raised, we, I would say. We uh, Yeah, I guess we were raised there. Like, I didn't know if we were more, like, like nomadic or not, but, yeah, we live. we apparently lived in this house with our two dads. Um, <laughs> and trained there and all of that. So anyway, dad and robot they, dad. They attacked our town, so I'm taking it personally now at this point. Um, and so we escaped out of there. We got on a train. It was just like, it's a weird train stop, right? Like, yeah, nothing else is there. So if someone is say taking the train back, they then would need to backtrack the way we did, which I did. Uh, at some point, because I spent a lot of time just exploring and ended up going backwards right. on a lot of things. Um, that's not a good train stop, unless, especially if it's for, unless it is like solely commercial, right? It's the it's the end of the line? Yeah, it, it I was guess. unclear. I think it made it seem like it was a decommission, like it almost seemed decommissioned since we had to power it up. True. Okay, sure. Yeah, no, Nobody goes to our village anymore why would you do that or at least you take a boat you know you have more modern ways of doing that or planes we have planes in this world master mayfair old dad tells us that uh he has already contacted the knight's order uh and archimedes the the king of the white city that we are showing up there uh is he the the king or is he just like the guy who's got all the power like like he's just the smart guy that everyone's like, you can just build stuff, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he's the king. No, he's the king. He's okay. yeah, he's the king. He's just also a big nerd. Mm-hmm. Super. Uh, now you can for the, we're gonna have this prompt a few times where uh we get into a a, a small area where we're traveling to some place, and then they don't explicitly say it, but we have to talk. I, I believe we have to talk to everybody. Before it progresses. Okay, yeah. Right? Yep. Um, which is, is strange. Uh, a lot of games will do it where they give you the option to talk to all these people. And, you know, one or two people don't really have anything important to say. They're just like, this is my first time on a train. Uh, while someone else will say something important. And then the last, and then the person at the front of the train will be like, oh, it looks like we're almost here. Are you ready? Yes or no. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, this one but- just says, talk to everybody. And then we'll move on. 
Now, if you do talk to Trin, she does tell a little bit. She's just like, while we're here, let me give you some more of my backstory. Um, and she talks about her grandmother, how important she was to her, Calliope, um, and how when she died, it was like really heavy for her. Again, not actually talking about her parents. I, I get the feeling we're going to get some twist at some point later on that her parents are something because she has not said a single thing They're about boring. her immediate parents. Yeah, it's been conveniently omitted, I would say. Mm -hmm. It's Mesmeroth. Uh, possibly. Sure. Probably. <laughs> I mean, you already uh, established that Mesmeroth is your dad. Is that what is that what the, you're thinking? I mean, based on that opening scene, like the scene of Mesmeroth giving a baby to your two dads, and now you exist. ABC, you need a baby? I can get you a baby. I know where this baby is. <laughs> Uh, uh, so I guess that's how BC's taking it. I didn't take it that way. I don't think Brian took it that way either. I didn't, but, uh, I'm, I'm interested in that, that take now, uh, which would mean that in Oceanhorn one word, we are a descendant of the ultimate bad guy. Could Trin be our sister? I don't know. I'm ready to get rid of her as soon as I can. I want another companion that I can slot out. I don't think you'll get that, man. Trent's oh, on the cover. come on. I really want it. <laughs> She's on the cover, man. Uh, she has as much real estate as you do on that. Um, But she talks about also how her grandpa is, is obsessed with the with uh, technology and using all this stuff to better the world, as he would say. And that's why he created the Grand Core uh, using the power of the gods uh, and we'll, we'll, when we get to town, he'll talk to, he'll talk more about that. But Trent does what, talk about like him developing the grand core. Mm, yeah. That's what a and princess also, would say. The thing is kind of like, he's too focused on the grand core to care about his granddaughter. So, yeah. No. Yes. Grand yeah. core is over granddaughters. Uh, so we get into the town and we're immediately stopped by a soldier. And he basically just says, we're going straight to the Citadel, uh, you know, you got to you got to talk to Archimedes. He wants to see you right away. And then they do say something like, don't worry, you'll get to explore later. And I was like, thank you. Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I'm the kind of person that I want to comb every little corner in this game right now. Like, I'm I'm in that mode. I'm, I'm really enjoying this game right now. And I yeah. want to just collect as much as I can. So when we get to a brand new area and they're just like, no, you can't do any of this. Uh, I'm just like, ah, <laughs> oh, come on. But it's later, uh, we'll get to a new area and the, the guy will be like, so this is my place. Uh, I'm going to go to the hotel. You just meet me whenever you want. I'm like, right, exactly. Yeah. Absolutely, sir. I'll be I'll be there in a half an hour. Uh we do get like a nice overview of the White City. It does this thing where we see like the people walking through there and all this stuff, and it does a shot from way ahead. Again, I like the I like the style of this game. I like the look of this. Like, you know, it's not the most amazing game out there. This isn't like some PlayStation 5 game or anything like that. But I think this game looks good and it just, it's enticing to me. I get this brand new town where there's the promise of being like, there are treasure chests in here with, with things in it. Do you want to go find it? I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, first you have to find the key that goes to the treasure chest. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get to that. Uh, mm. So when we get into the Citadel, uh, Archimedes does talk to us. Uh, we, we, we see this grand place that he does all of his studies and experiments and everything. And uh, we can like see the, the Senate of the, the prequel movies. 
Sure. What I mean, not with all the, the floating. The exterior yeah. it does. Okay. Um, we straight up just have the the floating emblems of the gods just hanging out there. Like you think you'd have them in a case or something, but no, they just they just float around. I mean, we'll see later. One of the guys is just like, yeah, remember I got this in my pocket right now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll remember that we're living in unparalleled times of peace and prosperity. Right. So they don't care. Yeah. yeah. Nobody locks their doors. It's like Canada. Yeah. At least in District 1, things are going great. He makes a point that it's like peace is all like the younger characters have ever known. So. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's why the soft. <laughs> young generations never had to work for anything. Every, like Archimedes keeps. This is like. It kind of is funny to me because out of nowhere, unprompted, Archimedes says multiple times, like, ah, it's just, it's probably Mesmeroth doing this. He's so jealous of me. Mesmeroth is such a jerk. I mean, he, he's always hated me. He's I mean, jealous. I see him as just as much a bad guy as anybody else we're going to run into in this game. I'm, yeah, you know, if I had to put a chip down, I'm putting it on. Archimedes is going to do something bad. I mean, I don't think he's going to. For the good of humanity or something. Yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be why we end up with with Oceanhorn 1, uh, but I, I don't think he's going to climb into a giant mech suit or something and attack us, but I just I just see him uh, as, a, as a villain. As we're talking about it more and more, I do think that's exactly what's going to happen. I think under, under the guise of, uh, you know, it's trying technology. To, to protect our land, uh, he is probably going to use one of the giant monsters that we know about that they created. Okay. Maybe. I, I mean, we've already seen, well, we, we will we will get to it in this episode, but we've already seen that they have zero idea how to create nuance with uh, conflict, so. Uh, he talks about 20 years ago. He says specifically two decades ago. Uh, you know, maybe he's rounding. Maybe it was like 22. Let's call it a generation ago. They haven't invented calendars here yet, so <laughs> they just kind of guess. Well, um, all the months are called Archimedes, so. You can't really tell what's going on. <laughs> um, he talks about how the the Oru and the Gil folk all came together with the humans. Uh, they brought their emblems because these were all given by the gods to these people. They're basic. It's basically Lord of the Rings, right? Like you have these these magic things that were gifted to these races that help them prosper, um, and. Archimedes had this idea of a thing that he wanted to create to protect them all, uh, but he needed to bring them all together to do that. But in doing so, it upset some things. Though, how long has he had the Like, I mean, he's had these for 20 years, right? Give or take. So I, And now things are acting up. Well, the this is where the, I feel like the game kind of confuses the storyline. Because uh, they, mm-hmm. they mention... That the act of bringing all these together created Shadow Maga, but like the act of removing them from their rightful places led to the creation of Shadow Maga, which they defeated. But it also sounds like they already like they did this during the Dire Folk War, and if Di- Shadow Maga was already like the leader of the Dire Folk, like the thing leading the Dire Folk War, what came first? Yeah, the Maga or the Egg? Was uh, was Shadow Maga just born? Was Shadow Maga like a baby? And then in the I dire mean, Shadow Maga has been brewing underneath the surface for like the last fifty years. But 
you know, it, it just took some event to make it come Brian. to. A f- oh, we're talking about Oceanhorn. Sorry. Um, I knew, I knew exactly. What yeah. You were um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't really understand it. So yeah. Uh, but that's basically it. He talks about like this is this is what we are playing this game for, right? This is what the story <laughs> is. Um, <laughs> that this this is our job. This is why we are here now. Um, our goal is to take each of these emblems back to their home because that is their plan for setting everything right. So, th- so there's a new plan now. So Archimedes had a had a plan which involved bringing all the emblems to the White City. It was a project he had, and it was short-sighted. So now we have a new project. He, he has built a, 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 like an infrastructure network or has, has upgraded the infrastructure network that he's already built out to all of the... I'm not going to call them islands, and we'll get to that in a minute. Um, to all the, the different areas. And so he needs them to be handed back now? Yeah, well, yes. the... What he says is basically bringing all those together allowed them to create like what they have now with the Grand Corps, usher in the Age of Prosperity, and now to fully realize the power of what he's created, he has to mm-hmm. return the emblems to their rightful place. So he, he's created industry, and then and then now he's sending it back home, I guess, or yeah. something. I don't know. I mean legitimacy of the story aside i do think it's a cool trope that you know we pl- if you played the first ocean horn we're retrieving these relics and mm-hmm. like, this game is about putting them there to be retrieved later uh, yeah it's and honestly i don't think we've played a game that did it that way right like all of the zeldas and the zelda likes are all us going into a place to take something from there mm-hmm. and we're not putting it in a museum where it belongs we're keeping it in our pocket and yeah, so it's at on least this way it's on your item doing, subscreen. Morally we're doing the right thing, right? We're putting them back where they belong. Yeah. So we are told uh the the ambassadors of the uh Oru and the Gilfolk are here. If you talk to both of them, basically the Gilfolk uh leader is uh she is just like or well, the Gilfolk representative. Uh, she basically Ambassador. just says like, "Oh, we we flipped a coin and the Oru got heads, so you're gonna go with him first. No, no, that's not what she says at all. What she, what is it? No, what she says is you're gonna go bring it back to uh, Petra or Petra first because like the Gill folk are fine. We're not like Petra's in oh, turmoil. Right? Yeah, that's true. Oh, okay. Well." Okay, yes, yeah. Um so she says all of that stuff. Uh that is that is Ambassador Finn. Real original name there. Um but if you go and then talk to the other one, Ambassador Iron Tail, mm-hmm. he just says like Or Iron Talon. Uh, Iron Talon, you're right, you're right. Uh just at a glance. Uh, that's such a harder thing to say. Iron Talon. Mm. Doesn't doesn't roll off as well as Iron Tail. Um he just is like, I'm, I'm looking forward to working with you. Can't wait till we go back to my town. Uh, that's really all I can say right now. I'm, I'm going to be the project manager on this one. So uh, just follow me <laughs> on, uh, you know, what, I, what I've got for you. Looking forward to us synchronizing. Yes. Um, I, you know, <laughs> anything, any goals. problems you have, you can escalate it to me. 
But before we can go and do all that stuff, we do need to go and regroup at the Red Herring Inn. So let's go ahead and make a plan to go to the Red Herring Inn and take a break. And when we get back, we'll see what's waiting for us in Oceanhorn 2. On the Super Nintendad's Entertainment Podcast, catch us grumbling about the news every Monday on the Morning Dadcast, chatting with industry professionals, and most importantly, teaching our kids just how incredible or horrible 80s and 90s video game and pop culture truly was. All right, what else you got? The Sega Slingshot. <laughs> Don't have a cow, man. <laughs> the blast processing was really fast. Why can knuckles fly even? Tide prawn dough. What does that even mean? Samurai Pizza Cats. Gabe, we almost named you Guido Anchovy. <laughs> Doing a Belvedere requires a set of low hangers. I'm gonna die. <laughs> right here on Greenlit. Hey, Chris, what's the War Rocket Ajax podcast about? Well, Matt, if we were smart, it'd be about murders, but it's actually about comics. War Rocket Ajax, it's not about murders, but it is weekly on the Greenlit Podcast Network. So, uh, we're back. And as as we said, we were told to go to the Red Herring Inn. Yeah, sorry. I thought we were on the boat to, to the Owl City at this point. No. What happens is they say, like, we need to go to the Red Herring Inn. And uh, Master Mayfair goes and says, we, we will discuss what we're doing there over at the Red Herring Inn. Meet me there and we'll talk about those. You get there. He's not there. You go to sleep. And then you go somewhere else. And it has you don't do anything in the Red Herring Inn. <laughs> Okay. So that's the red herring is that okay. something was going to happen there, but it didn't. But anyway, let's talk about let's talk about the White City. So I'm going to say big props to Oceanhorn 2 on actually having like a massive explorable town with stuff to do in it. Um, mm-hmm. Almost there's almost like a mini optional dungeon inside of there, too. Yeah. Um, I went through that. Like, the, are you talking about the one near the the docks, like in that little warehouse? like the warehouse, yeah, and all that stuff, yeah, yeah. There's um, I, yeah, it was. I actually like enjoyed enjoyed exploring. Uh, I, I will say my one criticism is we get this big new area, and I know we've all given Oceanhorn two props for having a functional map, but one thing that's missing from the map is like any sort of interactability. Uh, so you can mm-hmm. say, oh, yes, over, over this thing and know what it is. And this is the first time we've had this big, wide open area and being able to say, oh, this is the vending machine that has health potions in it. This is the vending machine that has magic in it. This is the the tech shop, whatever that is, because uh, I just found <laughs> whatever that means finding new things uh, and then being like, oh, well, I know this you know, this thing is here. I'm going to have to remember what it is. Yeah. There's, there's two sizes of map. There is map in the start menu and mini map on the corner. You can't, you can't, you can't uh, scroll the cursor over to the map in the menu. You can't zoom in on it. You can't set your own waypoints. You can't do anything other than look at it. You can hold it up. Ocean horn three. See my map. You see my map. Um, yeah, like they tell you treasure chests and I think that is helpful, but it only tells you treasure chests out in the open. Mm-hmm. They will not tell you treasure chests inside houses. Yeah. You'll have to find is... a note for that. You're like, I think there's a treasure chest in here. Like, oh, okay, oh, cool. 
Yeah. And so, I, you know, for me, I'm looking at a lot of this stuff and I'm like, what is my percentage of this map? Uh, and I want to try to get that up as much as I can on here. And, you know, I get to the point where I'm like 83% or something like that. But I'm like, I can't, I have to go through every single house again if I want to be doubly sure that I checked everything for treasure chests or something like that. I do like that, that we've. Well, I, was saying, I do like that NPCs, when you, once you've talked to them, if you don't recognize them or remember that you talked to them, uh, instead of <laughs> the prompt on the bottom being talk, the prompt will be again, like again, question mark, which yeah. is, is nice to be like, okay, yeah, that's right. I did talk to you. But I also now wonder if that's part of the hundred percenting an island. <laughs> like, did you uh, talk no, to it's, every it's, person? I don't think it is. I think it makes I think a distinction of whether for, you have or not. So I believe it's all just treasure chests and bloodstones. Mm. Um, speaking That's of all it is with them, treasure chests and bloodstones. I did come across the monk wooden owls that will uh, go and we, we will give our bloodstones to him. Oh, you found point. the person? Yeah. yeah. Are they in the white city? Okay. He's in the, yeah, the burned down church. Yeah. Um, Sorry and he about basically that, by the describes way. about how important these bloodstones are and all of this. But if you bring them all to me, I will give you a, a, a magic power. Is it another Gilfolk person? No, this is a human. Okay. Um, also, I went to the prison. Just just visiting. Like uh, you do. Yeah, didn't actually land on go to jail. But uh, I did find the giant red... Um, crab that i fought as the side the optional boss battle that oh I okay found him there's a treasure chest in front of a cell and i believe i got a bunch of coins out of it either coins or a shard i can't remember that's really well, no. all everything is um and then i found a note for the next one that it is it, just sort of like hey i i figured out how to escape down here by like not eating food and I got thin enough to pass through the bars. Okay. Anyways, I also know this great place over here, and they describe it. But I'm like, I tried. I spent some time trying to be like, where could I find this thing? Uh, but did didn't find the next optional boss I'm, yet. I, it I, looks I, like I, there's six. Okay. I found a bulletin board later that someone mm -hmm. was like, "This is the biome I am in." Um. Also, if you there, there's an area uh, where it's like all the guards are posted. It's like some barracks uh, that if you go through there, or no, it's like the Knights Order training area, I believe. And you can find in a treasure chest a picture of Trin, and it says, "I found a picture of Trin. I'm keeping this." But then you still get coins. It just doesn't tell you how many coins you get. But it's also just weird. Like, oh yeah, the person I'm hanging out with. Hey, I found a photo of them. I'm gonna keep it though. This is this is for me. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. I I was, yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. Cool game. Oh, also, I'm sitting um, here with my head cocked to the side. So, so we've talked a bit about how you just get chests that have treasure in them, and I think maybe this is the first time uh, that. I opened up a treasure chest and it was an item that gave me money, but also gave me experience, which I thought was oh. nice at least. Um, or did you kill someone this? real close to the chest and then just. No, no? Um, it, it in the in the little mini dungeon, 
uh, in the warehouse. So you go in and then there's a couple things you can do, but you can end up fight, fighting these gill folk hunters. Uh, and then once you mm-hmm. beat the hunters in the next room, there's a, uh, there's a treasure chest with some big crystal that I thought was going to be one, an upgrade shard and it wasn't. Um, and once you yeah, get the crystal, it gives you too. like 200 gold and a bunch of experience. So that was, Oh, Oh, okay. Yeah. We had those in the, in ocean horn one, they were like, uh, a such and such shard or whatever that, that would give us a bunch of experience points. Cool. I mean, I'll take it. You know, I ain't going to complain about that kind of stuff. Like it's, at this point, we know what these things are. We'll be surprised when we open a chest and there's something else in there. Uh, though we do find uh, in these treasure chests a key. And then that key just opens up another treasure chest somewhere else. Yeah, I'm not happy about that. It's not clear either. Like, I, I fortunately knew where both of them were because I found the chest beforehand. Mm-hmm. And it'll tell you what kind of key you need for that chest. Yeah. And it, for whatever reason, shows up on the top left of your screen, too. Of all the, the items. You have a key? This is the one. Yeah, you have this specific key on you right now. Okay. Yeah. It's strange. And if you have two, it'll it'll like I think show both and then it'll show like one. Uh, okay. Yeah. But I think this goes back to my criticism of the map is that, you know, right before we get on the boat to actually leave, we get a key that says, Oh, it's hey, it's the key to this thing. Go to this place. And it's like, I don't know where that place is. I haven't been to that place. <laughs> I don't know where that could be and there's no way for me to look at the map and see if i've been there or see where Mm -hmm. it is right right Uh, you can't like uh once once you're on the overworld you can't zoom into the little areas in in each you know town or whatever and then when you're in the town like it yeah if you haven't been there there are multiple map screens you you can't just look at all of them like right. kind of like uh, Mega Man Legends One, where it's like, nope, you only get to see the section of the map that you are in right now. Yeah, uh, I also came across in the the what are they called? The Knights Order um, training facility, whatever, whatever it is. Uh, there is a giant map that shows all these marks on it. Did either of you find this? No. So there's a person you can talk to. And they say that apparently there are these special, I believe they said daggers, that are like the the ancient relics of the Knight's Order. And okay. this map is showing where they're all at. Now, I'm guessing we need a tool or there's something that we'll get to like dig things up or something like that. Because okay. the way they're showing it is there was like a few at our town. And to my knowledge, we did not come across anything like that or even have any kind of... I, I don't know. It just seemed I, like we can't. Yeah, do that. I combed that town, so yeah. But he says if you if you bring all these things to him, he will give you uh, a vast amount of money. So I think I think that's all we can look forward to in collecting that is getting. Oh, a bunch just of money. cash. Here's you don't the get a thing, sword? though. I have come across. So I had said before that I didn't think we would have actual shops like people working behind counters. We do have those. And I found one in the town that is like a specialty shop, and they do sell one uh, shard for like 3,000 gold. Okay. And so I'm guessing that's a super powerful upgrade. Uh, So I'm looking at some of the stuff where I'm like, I want that gold. Like, honestly, gold means something in this game. Oh, that's fine. I I was just hoping I'd get it. We'd get like a sweet dagger to like do 
like a follow-up attack with or you know or to or to switch to or something i don't know i doubt it i doubt it yeah jeremy is Mm. does that shop have the um the puzzle ball for the teleporter no yeah because every every teleporter i've come across that ball is like nearby so in town in the junkyard there's a teleporter and nearby it there's a little note that says hey i found this shiny ball i'm gonna take it back to the tech shop until you pay your debt (laughs) oh my god i didn't see this that's great i didn't come across that no i gotta look for that yeah Yeah, because i've missed two uh two little warp doors now so after we do all that exploring find some heart pieces get some money buy some shards do some exploring kill some gill folk unprompted i mean they attacked us first so they had it coming um we are we can get on our ship and we can leave and join the the oru and help out what with what we can over there uh we all get on a boat together and you can we we have the same thing before where you got to talk to everybody while we're sitting on this boat this boat is huge <laughs> i was like oh we got a we got a new boat we're on like the the owl guy's boat or something yeah so so eventually well eventually they say hey you talk to all of us and you get to be a, a boat again and so i i sailed around the world map because i was like okay let, let's just get like a feel for it because this place is just huge um no it's not um <laughs> it has nothing to do well not only that but the first game like there were islands everywhere and we were constantly like, being told about new islands and and maybe there wasn't a whole lot to do on them but it, it does feel a lot like this game where it, the world map's really small you get to an area and there's a lot like it just kind of opens up like some of the the little underground things you could do on some of those side islands were there was it was pretty long so this game definitely goes way farther than that the first game ever did but we're not going to islands guys this is like mediterranean sea horn this is lake horn like we're in a lake <laughs> like we are surrounded by a landmass maybe ocean horn is facing outside of it into the ocean okay yeah so he's in the ocean part yes he's in the ocean part they didn't promise that they didn't promise us oceans they just said <laughs> they just hey promised us ocean, ocean horn is a big monster it's what the game's named after uh, we eventually need to go to Lestray Town. I don't know how you would pronounce that. I, um, I was like, is, it, what, is what there going to be a little silent? strait of like a water feature, like a little strait somewhere? But no. Are you going to be like this for the whole thing? Like just being like, actually, that's a peninsula. If you put a dumb word like that in front of me, yeah, I'm going to try and like read into what you really wanted to say, maybe. <laughs> and I thought maybe there would be, like, a strait of water, and the the village would be on it. And like, oh, we're a little straight town. I'm I don't know. sorry. <laughs> well, uh, oh, I'm, don't worry. I have another thing to completely blow up at here in a little bit. I wasn't, but okay. Uh, yeah. So we get into the town, and uh, <laughs> we we see that there, this is the bird town. It's in a jungle area. Very different environment. I was worried that these environments were going to look real samey, but uh, fortunately, it's, I think it's been good variety so yeah. far. Yeah, I mean, um, and we get into get there. Too much more samey than the last game's environments. 
Yeah. No, no, for sure. Um, <laughs> and this town looks and, cool. And, the design is nice. It looks like a place mm-hmm. that bird people would live. I mean, there yeah. like little perches in all the rock walls and everything. It, right. It's at some point, uh, Trin says, uh, "Like, like, oh wow, what a when when you're inside the the inn later." She's like, oh, wow, what a hotel. It's it's beautiful. And everything just melds with the theme. And the robot's like, it's a like a, a jungle hut in a jungle town in a jungle society. Like, yeah, it it melds with the theme of this town. Where do you think you are? The Rainforest Cafe? Trent's <laughs> just real basic. So she she... She just shows up to the. She goes to other countries and she's just like, I just really dig this vibe. <laughs> god, it makes so much sense that she's a princess now. Yeah, but, of course. Oh my god. W- one I saw we, this in the movies. One thing we did gloss over is that on the boat ride, um, Iron Talon basically gives us the backstory for his homeland. And he's like, hey, I wish yeah. I could take you here. This is important. Know, to the to the Petra of my youth because like we've been <sighs> divided ever since we took the um, ever since they took the emblem to the mm-hmm. White City, but now we're bringing it back and I can unite the two clans and it's going to be great. And he's, he's very like, happy about it. Nothing good has happened for this island since that since they took the emblem and like this is going to be a bright new future for the Oru. Uh, and if you played Oceanhorn <laughs> One, you know that in Oceanhorn One, they're all dead. There's <laughs> like three. One There's two. like three left. <laughs> yes. Um, and he okay. So the the two factions are there's the Talon Clan and the I Clan, and I assume that that the 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 split happened because uh, he makes it sound like the split happened because the Talon Clan was four. Uh, giving the emblem to Mesmeroth and the I Clan was against it, and they split there. But it, later, it 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 uh, it sounds like there were all, there were already these two factions, and then they just disagreed along factional lines. Well, there were already two clans, but the reason the clans don't like each other is because one would remain and one would so they yeah yeah take it away okay so. <laughs> um yeah so that he's Iron Talon he's part of the Talon Clan. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so so there's all that, and there's the reason like why we're here is to hopefully return this, and then to bring peace among the Oru, where they're not going to have to fight over this anymore. They'll find something else to fight over. Mm. Um, and so we get into town. We can do some exploring here as well, uh, because uh, Iron Town is straight up just like I've heard that you just love to run around places. So go ahead and. <laughs> Run around a bit before you come and talk to me. You have a sword and a shield. You must want to cut grass and look for things. Your pockets seem very light. You have I see you have some empty slots. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, I, I ran around. There's like a guy tells you about a treasure chest that floated down river. But I, I went up to the library because, you know, libraries. Libraries are good. I like libraries. The library was interesting because you get into there and there is a sign in sheet that you can yes. look over. We didn't get they, they didn't give us the option to sign in. I really wanted to. No, uh or what were you going to write? I farted. Oceanhorn. <laughs> Oceanhorn was Or Terry. Name. I call him both of those things at any given um, time. But if you look through it, the last one on there is a name called Bright Eyes. 
And he just basically was like, oh, I, I see that treasure chest you're hiding here. And then you're just like, oh, there's a treasure chest here, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, if you talk to one of the Oru, like, on a lower level, he's like, hey, you might want to go to the library. There might be something nice in there for you. You might like what Knowledge. Knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> Resources. Reference materials. Yeah. But uh, this I, has... I, I do want to say that the names in the uh, guest book are uh, Rubber Beak, Silver Talon, Red Feather, you know, pretty normal. Silk Bottom, though. I want to get to know them. Um, Bonehead and Bright Eyes. So those are those are our bird names. Um, there's, there's also a book in here. Well, I um, would hope so. It's a library. <laughs> well, there's also a book laying out with the title called The Adventures of Huckleberry Wing. Uh in the puzzle in the library is weird because you basically have to go you have to exit into like a loading screen into the attic to hit a switch yeah. that then opens up a thing that you then have to go back down again. I I thought it was strange the way they did that on there because I thought like okay, I'm going to go up here, it's going to take me to somewhere else and like no, you just go to one area where there's a button. Mm-hmm. You hit the button and then you go back. And that's it. It was like a trick fireplace, too. So I don't know how that guy was like, Haha, I think there's a treasure chest hiding in here. I can see it behind the stone wall. So a little behind the scenes, uh, I do a lot of my notes. Whenever we play Switch, I do it through like screenshots and stuff like that. And I got confused because I was like, and then next we got the gravity suit. No, wait, that's not right. Other um, I did find a, there's a bloodstone on this island that is like off on this little tiny island that you can't, I'm guessing I'm going to be able to, I did get an upgrade to let me, they gave me more stamina, mm-hmm. still not enough. Mm. Even when it doubled my stamina, still not enough. So if we go into the inn. Oh, um, oh, no. Okay. One, one other thing real quick in, in the library, there is a, there's a book that says it, it's just titled book. Uh, the legend that the legend says that under the protection of NATO, NATO, N E Y T O, the cocoon gave birth to the Auru tribes, arranging them into warrior and scholar castes. In the beginning, all was well, but then a conflict began. The tribes disagreed about their support role, their supposed roles during the Direfolk Wars, and the resentment of those days was never addressed. Today, the Auru stand divided, adding a religious conflict to the pre-existing political turmoil. Who wrote this book? This is in an Auru library. It is way too objective to be like the Talon or the Eye writing about it. Like, it's just like, who? what, they've got a book about themselves? I, okay, all right, I guess. Oh, we're just so much more open-minded than us. Uh, uh, clearly not. They're divided over a, an emblem, and they're social class structure so yeah oh no brian so many so many quote-unquote open-minded people can have differing views on certain things okay Okay. this is not that is not just a general thing (laughs) um so uh we can go and check in with iron talon in the inn and he basically just says like well this is this is me over here uh you're gonna be in that room over there you get in there and then Um, everyone's just like Hero, go to sleep. <laughs> like yeah. we just, I just, I just woke up, got on a boat. I mean, it, it, maybe the boat took the whole day to get there, but we didn't see like 
time of day change. We didn't get sunrise, sunset. So who knows like how long it's actually been, but they're straight up just like, oh, go take a nap. Anyways, go in here. Oh, go take a nap. It was a long trip. You were exploring uh, the town for a very long time. <laughs> yes. Sailing just tuckers you out. That's just how it goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe it's like jet lag. Maybe we're actually like a, a few hours behind here or something. Like <laughs> <laughs> um, What's the time zone uh, like in? Yeah, it, it depends on how small world. this planet is that we're on and how quickly it revolves around its own star. Um. No, is that all wrong, BZ? Well, well, no, you just said how big this planet we're on is. And I I just want to say, throughout the last episode and this episode, there have been like dropping hints about aliens. And I think we don't have to discuss it now, but I think this game is going to get way in over its head with like alien lore. In so when we when we go to the Red Herring Inn, um, if you go in the back door, like where we end up sleeping, if you go in there first, there's a book on the table and it basically says, hey, there's a sword that's been handed down from the royal family that supposedly came from another planet, uh, but we don't know if it's real. Cool. And if it is real, everybody, it would probably be kept like under lock and key or buried deep below ground. Uh, and I want a lightsaber. Yeah. And if you, yeah. if you go to whenever you go to like kind of just like a general it's it's not the overworld but you go to a general open area that's not in a city uh, it'll say like gaia the terraformed planet and i think that's a really weird way oh, to uh, that is a that is a very weird way to put that you're right and then like they talk about um near the guy or near the guy who does the bloodstone stuff in the burned down church there's a book about how people used to worship the gods and like the gods gave us all this stuff but there was this shadow that appeared that broke everyone's faith in the gods and religion hasn't been as strong since and so you've got this you know outsider shadow appearing and these gods who are, are giving us these magical things with like proto technology and then you've got the terraformed planet and you've got mm-hmm. like a magic sword that came from the heavens it's gonna get weird this is gonna it's gonna be david Cage yeah. style getting in over its head trying to do something way too cool. exactly i wasn't gonna say david cage but but the rest of that point yes yeah. exactly that and let us not forget there's a whole section in the first ocean horn that is never addressed about time travel so I forgot. So yeah. that's cool. Yeah, it's like the dude who like traveled through time. So this is going to get weird eventually. But sorry, I digress. I hope. I hope. I mean, my I my worry is that it's just going to be straight up like we put those things back, we get a heel turn from somebody they end up like actually being Mesmeroth or something like that. And then we fight them and that's the end. Like get weird with it, man. Like <laughs> I think about like the, how, how Buckwild Ari got at the end of it with their yeah. time travel stuff. And then just like left us hanging. I was still just like, all right, cool. I can't believe y'all did that, but I'm, yeah. oh, that's awesome. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we go, we go to sleep, but I, I'm going to say not for long because there are some noises that wake us up. Um, you know, in the game, it's not long anyway. It's a, it's a cutscene. So, fades yeah. black, fades back up. But o- outside the church is uh, there's like 
three members of the I clan. Um, they're well, there's like, a bunch of ruckus coming from Iron Talon's room. Well, yeah, we yeah, but I, before we ransacked. went into the inn, they were like, the, the the chief is apparently, I guess it's the chief of all the Auru, or it, that's the chief, the of, chief the of the I clan. That's the town. But there's three I clan dudes hanging out around here, being like, "Man, jungle's getting dangerous right now." So there's refugees from the jungle in the town, and I'm like, "Oh, so you're saying there's." The refugees from the political conflict that live in the jungle are now refugees of those refugees in the town. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I sure, but yeah, they they're, they're all hanging out there, and they're they're very nice. They're very nice. But uh, yeah. So we wake up to some noise. We see that the emblem has been taken. Is is Iron Talon? Do we see him? He gone because yeah. he's. Yeah, he's not in his room. He's not in his room. But before he goes into his room, he conveniently shows us the talent. He's like, or the emblem. He's like, I'll keep this safe. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, he's um, he's sleeping in the same room as our robot. So he, what could go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? Um, But we go run outside and we see a couple Oru's running away. And uh, this is uh, this is where we're going to wrap things up for right now. We're going to go and follow along with them and see where they lead. It's almost certainly going to be in some kind of uh, evil dungeon, I assume. We're gonna, mm. They're, they're going to do something with that. But uh, for the next episode, just get through all of this. Get that emblem. Bring it back to the Oru. Bring peace to the Oru village. And, you know. Kill some monsters, collect some things along the way, have some fun. Meet back here, and we'll talk about it on Chat of the Wild. Gaiden! Gaiden.